it was a little bit blindsiding to not realize while I was pregnant or before I got pregnant how much I'd be needed and how much my life would change. But one thing that I leaned on that I was actually working through when I was pregnant is my capacity to hold all of the things, to do all of the things, will expand. Mama! Let's reimagine mom life together. Mama Has Goals is your hub for relatable support and helpful resources that help you fuel yourself alongside motherhood. Your identity is bigger than mom, and whatever your goals are, together we're making them a reality. The thing about motherhood is no matter what else you have going on in your life, you're a multi-dimensional person once you become a mom. Because there's you and there's a mom, and there are so many other variables typically flying in between. And our guest today, Bridget Mallinson, is a functional medicine dietitian, business mentor, and founder and CEO of Gut Personal, a supplement company that empowers everyone to eliminate gut issues for good through a personalized approach. I love this conversation and I love Bridget as a person because even though she's newer into motherhood with her five-month-old daughter at the time that we record this, she's always been very multidimensional. She talks about how she's taken on different layers and different versions of success. And we talk about how my approach of starting my business after having kids is a little different than her approach of having the success prior to going into motherhood. We talk about the relationships that she's been able to create along the way and how those have either changed or navigated now that she's a mom, being ready to be a mom. We talk through Bridget's birth story and how it was really a different eye-opening experience for her of releasing control and re-envisioning success. We also talk about parenting mindset and supplements and the reliance on different things in our lives while also learning to feel our best. This is such a good conversation. And after healing a lifelong struggle with her gut, Bridget spent a decade studying functional medicine and nutrition as a registered functional dietitian. She became wildly interested in building and scaling her business in the pandemic and succeeding in building not one, but two seven-figure companies in under three years. Talk about goals and big moves. Bridget is definitely the woman of that. She launched Gut Personal as a way to change the world, and she has a big vision to empower women to improve their health and furthermore, wealth. Gut Personal is a female founded with mostly female investors, and she will definitely motivate and inspire you to build the business and life of your dreams. I cannot wait for you to dive into this conversation and stay tuned to the end because we have a special offer for you, whether it's gut health, maybe prenatals, or making sure that your family just stays healthy in different seasons. Dive on in. Bridget, I'm so excited to chat with you today. You're one of my favorite people because the energy matches the result, whether it becomes like internal, external, the vibe that goes out there. And I just love that about you. And you're such a multi-dimensional person, which I love when we are talking about motherhood, because once you become a mom, you're forever multi-dimensional. It becomes this other part of you that's never going to go away. And it's definitely not all of you. And so I'm curious, as you're newer into your seasons of motherhood, do you feel like you've always just been able to absorb these other things that come into your life because you've been doing multiple things at once? Or was it still a little bit of a blind side when you jumped in? Oh, golly. So for context, my daughter is five and a half months old and I've started many businesses and It honestly was different than what I thought, like taking on the role of like primary 
like I call myself the milkmaid, right? She's breastfeeding 24-7. So I'm not only like her food source. I am the person that wakes up in the middle of the night. Like I'm everything for her besides where my husband is. And it, it was a little bit blindsiding to not realize while I was pregnant or before I got pregnant how much I'd be needed and how much my life would change. But one thing that I leaned on that I was actually working through when I was pregnant is my capacity to hold all of the things, to do all of the things will expand. And honestly, that was really supportive for me because I have you know, two businesses and they require a lot of time and energy. And then when I was getting this anxiety of thinking about being a mom and adding in more to-dos, which I'm so grateful for, but a lot more to-dos, it was like my ability to hold my ability and capacity to hold all all the things will expand. And it has, truthfully. And I think that's like a superpower of pretty much all moms, but I had to get my mindset right before she came. Yeah. And I think it happens however it's supposed to for you. But something I say a lot is I'm so happy that I had kids before I started this business because I think I would have entered it so much differently that I only had such a limited amount of time when I started it, which made me set up systems and processes different than if I had just started it as a single young professional. You already had a lot of success before you went into motherhood. So what's your take on like the other side? Oh, my gosh. Well, that's like a slightly loaded question because there's parts of me and, you know, like hindsight's twenty twenty, But there are parts of me that have reflected in the last couple of months that, God, I wish I was further along before I had her. Mm. So it's funny because my husband and I, we've been together eight years, but we got pregnant two months after we got married. And the reason we really wanted to get pregnant was I've shared with you, we had a loss, you know, an unintentional pregnancy and then had a loss. And then I was hell bent on getting pregnant. And I hear that actually from a lot of moms like, oh, I accidentally got pregnant. I lost it. And then I was like, all right, it has to happen in the second. And for me, thankfully, the next time that we tried to get pregnant, we did get pregnant. But I wish I would have considered all the things in my life that was going to change, specifically my business, before being so hell-bent on it. Now, my daughter is the most amazing thing in my life, but there's parts of me that are like, oh, I wish I had like a huge team. You know, right now there's four of us that are full-time. I wish I had a whole team where I could, I wish I had a personal assistant. I wish I had this. So I don't know. I don't have that part figured out yet, to be honest, but moving into being back to work full time. It's definitely in 2024, one of my big focus areas is systems because I think we built systems kind of like what you said. I built systems on I can work all the time. Even if I'm a good delegator, I can just work through a bad system. And so can my team. It's coming back to bite us in the ass because we're growing so big Yet we don't have the budget to say, okay, here's another full-time person. We're at that weird part in business where we don't have enough money to hire someone else full-time and all of us are almost maxed out. And so it's making us be very intentional about systems. And also, I don't want to work as much as I used to. Yeah. 
And I think it's all relative, right? Hearing you say this, I'm like, okay, but you do have systems in place. You have all these things organized and set up, right? You're running such a large business. Let's give some context of the numbers you reached. I know in, is it 16 months that you were able to hit some of these numbers in running your two businesses? Like we're talking, you know, investors, seven figure business. It's not like you're just, you don't have systems. You do, but you're looking for like another scale, right? So talk about what you do have in place because you're talking about what you wish you had, but you did set yourself up for success in many ways, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the big place that we have set ourselves up for success is building a team. I built a team before I was ready. I hire before I'm ready because I hire for the next level. And we just hired a a part-time director for our affiliate program and all of our partnerships probably before we needed to because it is so important to get like the, I, I really love to invest in people. That's what I think of when I think of systems and what we're set up to be, because the right people are going to do such a great job with what you need to be done versus you just doing it all yourself. Of course, we have a task management system, Asana, like that is such a game changer. And something as a visionary that I was so resistant to, like, I don't love to be in operations. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love to figure out the how. So we again hired like a systems person who has come into our Asana board, which is basically again task management. Doesn't matter how big or small the company you are, you need something like that. If you have anything, anyone else working for you, even if you have a VA, you need someone who like you need a system like that. So we love Asana. So that's been really helpful. Yeah. And I think project management systems are super helpful for life in general, whether you're in a job and your job doesn't have something like that, or it's your life management. I use ours for everything. I organized what I needed to do for my son's birthday party two weeks ago in it. And I was like, okay, these people have RSVP. This is how many like people oh we're God. expecting. And I wouldn't say I'm like the most organized person in the world. I have the desire to be that way. But like our brains, especially as moms, can only hold so much. And so I need to have a place to be able to put those things. And Mm -hmm. it becomes a way to organize that. So I absolutely love that. So your two businesses, you stepped into business first in business coaching, right? So let's go backwards a little bit. You have a background in functional medicine and nutrition. And you realized that you wanted to expand what you were able to do. I think this is super applicable to our listeners because sometimes you go to school for something, you map out what that's going to look like for you. And then you're like, this day to day is actually not what I was thinking. And so you went to the drawing board figuring out, okay, how can my life look different with the expertise that I have? What did those very first baby steps look like to reimagine how you could use what you already had to create a different lifestyle? Yeah. So actually, when I took my business online in June 2020, a couple months into the pandemic, I was getting into personal development. And I was like, I want, like you said, reimagine what my day to day looks like. I realized like some one silly thing that I wanted more of that I took complete ownership of was I wanted to spend more time with my dog, which, of course, apply this to kid. But like at the time I was a dog mom. And I was like, I freaking love being at home, spending time with Riley, my golden retriever. I want to do more of that. And truthfully, it was reimagining how I wanted like my day to look like that got me online so quickly because I actually hired a mindset and business coach before I quit my job 
Two weeks later, I quit my job. Two weeks later, I took my business online. And when I took my business online, I took my skills that I was doing in more of a corporate setting, which was basically, I, I actually was working as a functional medicine dietitian, you know, what I went to school for. And I just set up one offer online, which was one-on-one coaching. So I was actually coaching people in gut health. I was so successful my first six months. That's where I was like, okay, so my girlfriend and I, we went online at the same time. She's making $5,000 a month. I was making forty dollars to $60,000 a month in my first couple months online. And I didn't realize that was abnormal. Like all I was doing was, and I think online now, people talk about their numbers all the time. They, back in the day, back in the wild west of the pandemic, no one was really talking about the business success they had. So when I took my business online and my first month in business was over $40,000, I was like, awesome. That was great. Let's do it again. And all I was doing was showing up on Instagram with 2,000 followers, talking about my transformation of how I healed my gut and then saying, hey, you can do this too. I'm an expert. I'm a gut health expert. Come work with me. That's it. That's all I was doing. Nothing. And I was shifting my mindset and believing that I could do that. And belief yeah. is at the cornerstone and so important for anything that we do. We have to believe in what we're doing. And so when my girlfriend, and let's just say $5,000 per month is incredible when you're an entrepreneur. But there was this level of, wait, I'm really good at making money. Why? How? What can I teach others about? And that's when about six months into my business, I launched business coaching and quickly became that next year, my sole focus. I stopped doing gut health coaching. I hired a dietitian who's still with us three years later. And I, for the last two years, I was focused a lot on business coaching and teaching women how to easily create a really profitable and badass business of their dreams. So yeah, it's been really fun. And then you overlaid that with a new venture yeah. and brought in investors and really yeah. built up this other brand. So what was the timeline with that building it on top of a seven-figure coaching business? Yeah. So I had that seven-figure coaching business. And one of my mentors, Chris Harder, said to me, hey, you're just built, you've just created a job for yourself because I was working so much. He's like, you just created a job for yourself. Good job. You're well paid. But is that really why you started entrepreneurship? You started entrepreneurship for freedom. And I was yeah. free. I was shackled to my business because I was the sole driver. So yeah, I was having $150,000 months, but I was working a ton. And slightly naively, I was like, all right, I don't want to work so much. I'll start a CPG physical product company. And I will let the product sell for me. We'll scale that company and I'll sell it. Why I say naively is we're two years into this business and it takes a lot of my time as it should. But right when I started the business, I put $100,000 into it. And then I realized that's all that I want money wise I wanted to put into it. But I wanted to do everything right from the beginning. I wanted to hire a team. I wanted to hire marketing experts. I wanted to have everything set up pretty damn legit. 
Yeah. And so that took more money. And so I fundraised. We've fundraised about half a million dollars from all angel investors, many moms and female entrepreneurs, anywhere from $10,000 to $50,000. So it's not millions of dollars of investments or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's what I would say is a small investment to invest in a company. So that's been really cool, too. Yeah. And you know a lot of those people, right? They're people that you have personal relationships with and those that maybe you didn't have a relationship with, you built and they became investors pretty quickly after that. I I think that's a really cool part of it because that makes it more fun. It's not like you're just going in and meeting with a boardroom and being like, hey, here's my product. Come and invest in me. And even though I actually know you have some of those connections, but you chose not to go that way. You chose to really have this personal relationship with your investors. Talk a little bit about that. So when I decided to take on investors, the first time that I ever pitched was at a simulation Shark Tank pitch. So again, bringing back my mentor, Chris Harder, we were in a mastermind. And little did I know, I decided to take on investors. And then that next week, Chris had actually brought in sharks and we were going to do a Shark Tank pitch in front of the whole mastermind. And it was so perfect because I literally just decided to take on investors and now I had to create this pitch. So I had already hired my marketing team. So they are working day and night for two days to create this pitch for me. And it was so cool. It was like grinding at its finest. And so I give the pitch and out of 30 people, I won the pitch and I won a little bit of money, but it was more so I was pitching to that entire room of really great friends of mine that were in the mastermind and people that I would actually want to invest. And they saw my work ethic from the whole previous year. So when I, after I gave that pitch, It was real life, like, okay, how can I give you money? And that, you know, my first investors came from that room. My first first ever investors, one of my best friends, came from that room. Yeah, I think most, I would say 90% of my investors I talk to on a weekly basis because they're my good friends. Yeah, and that keeps it so much more fun. Let's talk about the pressure and accountability with that, though, because then there's this other level of, If I don't hit these numbers or I don't hit these promises, not only am I just like, see you later, investors, I'm talking to my friends. What are some of the ways you work through that? So I think I'm a little abnormal in that if I set a goal, I know I'm going to hit it. I just don't know when. And so I built this deep foundation of trust and belief in myself. And so when you bring up pressure, of course there is some, but I have such belief that my vision is going to happen. Like I have a vision that we are selling for $300 million. My goal was to do it in seven years. Now, I don't know that the seven years is going to happen, but I know that's what's going to happen. It's like this deep feeling. And I'd say, you know, a year and a half ago, I was really scared to get on podcasts and say that. I want to sell my company for $300 million. I even told my mother-in-law and I had to be like, preface it like, okay, you're going to hear me talk about this online, but I'm going to sell my company for $300 million. She was like, all right, great. If anyone can do it, you can. And she said, if anyone can do it, you can, because I've poured that belief into myself 
already. I come with the confidence of that. The pressure has happened for me when, for example, last year, 2023, was our second year in business. We hit just over a million dollars. And so the pressure comes in that moment or if we have a lower month, then knowing the end goal. I know Mm -hmm. that end goal is going to happen. I built deep belief and trust in that. The pressure for me happens and what I have to work through is that, oh shit, that year was a third of what I wanted it to be. Now I'm going to have to build this company an extra year. Something like that. How have you seen that relate so far to motherhood and outside voices and experiences? Because I feel like you have this unwavering confidence, like you said, of I'm going to hit this. I just don't know when. But in motherhood, I think that you can be a confident mom and occasionally there's still going to be something that you either see, read, someone says to you and you start questioning things. You start questioning, did I make the right decision? Did I do this? You get this mom guilt coming in. Where has that shown up for you when you see the parallels with being an entrepreneur that you want to feel grounded, you want to feel confident, and then you're like, oh, wait, did I do the right thing? Oh, God, that's so good. I think there's this, I would love, let me just say, I would love on the mom guilt front, I would love for all of us moms to be able to say what we're guilty about feel guilty for and get it off our chest. Like, I just have this vision of us all just getting on a Zoom and being like, I feel guilty for this. And then we all just laugh about it. Like, one of the things that I feel guilty for is that I didn't get a picture of myself with my daughter on Halloween and Thanksgiving. Like, it's so wild. So I think, like, where I've had to work through those things is tuning into what's important to me. Mm -hmm. And... My daughter's never had a professional photo shoot yet. She's five and a half months. Everyone's, oh my God, did you get newborn shots? And I was like, no. But what's really important to me is that I have videos of her breastfeeding when she's three days old, Uh like iPhone videos. So I think what's helped me with my confidence is tuning back into my intuition and my priorities because I don't really care about, I've never cared about professional photo shoots. Yeah. So- That's helped for sure. I think that's such an important perspective and that example I really like because I was actually thinking about this as I'm coming up at the end of my third pregnancy. I've never hired a professional photographer. I have friends that have nice cameras and they've taken pictures of us and we have like more than iPhone pictures, but we've never done a professional like photo shoot as a family either. And I do love pictures and I love having those things. But I was literally just thinking about that as I come up to like when I would get maternity pictures done. And I'm like, you know what? We've never like really done it that way. And I think it is so important to figure out like, why is the reason you're doing that? Why is the reason you want that documentation in that form? And is there a way that's better for you? So even you bring up saying, I don't have a picture of my daughter on Halloween and Thanksgiving. Okay, sure, there are specific things about those days, but like that random Tuesday that you guys are sitting on the couch and you have that picture is going to be a bigger memory than like all the Halloween and Thanksgiving pictures next to each other. And I think that's so important to kind of like rewrite your own milestones and rewrite your own versions of success. I think that's so important. Where I do think that gets tripped up though is if like you're saying someone says something and they're like, oh, do you have those pictures? Or, oh, I didn't see you post this. Or, whatever. 
how do you stay grounded? Is there like a ritual or a practice or a way you speak that belief back into yourself so that you just shrug it off? I think that's a great question. I think that I'm probably pretty good at shrugging it off just in general, just, uh, oh, that's their shit type thing. You know what I mean? Like that's something they put on themselves. I think if it really bothers me, I'll journal about it. Like literally journal, like, why is this bothering me? Yeah. And then I just write and keep writing. And I think the thing with journaling that's always helped me is like writing until you think you're done and then write five minutes more. Just journal it all out. Yeah, I think journaling can be really helpful. And then breath work. I'm like, I'm so obsessed with breath work and releasing things because I think sometimes I can say I'm really great at shrugging it off, but sometimes something will bother me and I don't know what. Yeah. And so it might be that some that thing that one of my team members said to me that they didn't mean, or it might be something that like was said on a podcast that I, I, I can't like cue in to why I feel off. Yeah. Sometimes if I can't cue into why I feel off, I'll do breath work and like release whatever I was feeling. And sometimes then it comes to fruition. Oh, you were feeling this. But then during the breath work, I can release it. Mm, That's so good. I want to talk a little bit about communicating the support you need. You're such an ambitious, confident, strong woman, and you're navigating so much on your own before you had a team, before you had to do anything. Now throw in being a mom What have you learned about communicating for help, support, and needs and really advocating for yourself when you need to? Or is it still a work in progress? (laughs) Work in progress, for sure. Where sometimes I struggle is releasing control and allowing my husband to help. And I think I'm not terrible at this. I don't want to say that he's such a great partner was raising our daughter. But recently, she's five and a half months. She's having some sleep regression, which is not super fun. And a couple nights ago, she was really having a tough time going to bed. And I had a lot of work the next day. And I just, Mm. I was getting to my point where I was like, I am, my nervous system is not okay. I need to go to sleep. I'm exhausted. And My husband took over and she ended up having a pretty darn fussy rest of the night until like 1 a.m. But I woke up the next day feeling so much better because I released that control. I more or less, you know, you can think about it as like delegating of being like, yes, you can support me. You can help me. And I think I can still do a better job of that with my team and then hiring support for our house. We have a postpartum doula who's basically like a well-trained nanny that this week we added on an extra day with her. And it was like, oh my God, my soul was so happy because I was feeling supported. And feeling supported is really important to me. I love that. Now, my understanding of functional medicine is the concept of you're trying to get to the root cause and really solve the problem at the cause. I'm curious, before we jump into the the actual science part of that, where you've seen this show up so far in motherhood, I can see myself in certain areas of motherhood, you don't want to find the root cause. (laughs) You want to just get through the motions and be like, I don't know why you're crying, but I'm going to hold you. I don't, if you try to figure it out, you might cause yourself more stress or more discomfort. If you're over on the Wonder Weeks app trying to figure out, is this a leap or what are we doing? 
that can be helpful in certain scenarios. And it can also be really more stressful because instead of just like holding your baby or you just taking a nap or doing whatever you need to do, you're overanalyzing the situation. Do you feel like having this functional medicine background that's helped you want to get to the root cause of certain things that you're working through in early stages of motherhood? Or is it totally different and you're just in mom mode and you don't really see it that way? I do see it that way. I even see it cause not only paralleling motherhood, but also business because like to your point, functional medicine is what is that root cause? What's causing that? And so with functional medicine, we do a lot of testing, but I also tune into my intuition as a practitioner with to what is the cause of someone's not feeling well. And then with Lily, my daughter, if she's crying a lot, great example, I use my intuition. And so I'm not necessarily looking for something external, like the Wonder Weeks mm-hmm. app. I think my girlfriend, Keisha, just told me about that app. It has mixed mixed opinions on it. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's my word. I just try to tune into, I don't know, my intuition with what she's trying to tell me through yeah. a cry. I just really try to, I think honestly, one shift that has helped me with that crying example is not saying I'm doing something wrong, is mm. that something is wrong with her and she's just trying to communicate. So I guess I do like use my functional medicine brain with that, but more so I'm turn, tuning into intuition again. I love that. Yeah. And so bringing it back to like true functional medicine, I think about that we as moms and humans, we can be feeling a certain way. And sometimes we might look to the external too. Like you're saying you don't want to do with your daughters. We'll be like, this person's making me feel this way, or this is how this is showing up for me. What are some of the things that you see in your clients? So that if someone's listening and they're like, oh, that could be beneficial to me. What are some of kind of the red flags where you're like, hey, we have a solution for that? Yeah. So with gut personal, I started it as a gut health company. So when you're thinking of bad gut symptoms where you're like, okay, something is wrong. Think of bloating, not going to the bathroom every day, going to the bathroom too much, not being able to enjoy that date with your husband because your stomach hurts or you feel bloated. Those are like the common digestive issues that, you know, we work through a lot, but also like low energy, low libido. Those are like, those are huge period problems, not being able to get pregnant, secondary infertility after the first. Those are all signs that there's something going on wrong in the body and skin issues, mental health, depression, anxiety, all of these things are all interconnected. And with functional medicine, we try to like say, okay, why? And that's why I started the company. We have the quiz because we want to figure out the why. So women can really like feel so amazing in their bodies. Yeah. And, you know, I hear a lot about how after women have kids, they can have new things arise. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how common that can be because in subsequent pregnancies as well, right? where your body is going through a lot. And so you maybe historically have not had situations or problems or things that are going on. And I think a lot of people chalk it up to postpartum or, oh, I just had a baby, when really it's maybe some of these other things that you could work through. And then there's kind of this thought of like, oh, well, I shouldn't be introducing new things into my body. 
talk a little bit about some of the ways you can support yourself post motherhood. And we like to talk about here postpartum truly is forever. It's not just like this specific season. Talk to us a little bit about what that health looks like specifically maybe after your body's been through that. The body changes so much. And I know as a practitioner, like what is going on in the body and like biochemically what's going on in the body. Obviously, then there's this huge, which I'm very much in the thick of this emotional transition and identity piece. But basically, when you're growing a human, they are sucking everything from you. You know, nature provides that they're not going to be deficient in many nutrients. And so they really deplete mama. And most of the time, women are not fueling themselves enough before pregnancy, but especially during pregnancy and postpartum. And there's a lot of different reasons, but making sure during pregnancy and postpartum for a year to a couple years, you're taking a really high quality prenatal. What that does is that it's giving your body the nutrients it needs to like rejuvenate. And when it has those proper nutrients, then your hormones are going to be able to work better. It's like, what are the building blocks and what's the foundation to really great health? It's vitamins and minerals and your good gut bacteria. So it's really important to make sure you replete yourself after pregnancy with a good prenatal magnesium and probiotic. And that's so key. And then, of course, there's atoms like fish oil and vitamin D that are like, yes, of course, you should be taking those. But if you want to make sure that like postpartum or even now, maybe you're like you said, years postpartum. Those are things you can be taking because that's things you might be deficient in for years after pregnancy. Yeah. And also, I really love your magnesium powder separate. As someone that needs to pay more attention to their health but doesn't necessarily understand all the science behind it, I love things like that because I'm not just taking another pill. And I love making little mocktails, the nighttime mocktails with your magnesium powder. I think it is such a good thing, especially for the mom world, because... It's okay if you want to have a glass of wine when that fits your life. But often we just want to drink something and have something in hand. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an alcoholic beverage. And what I love about the magnesium powder is it lets me feel like I'm having something fun at the end of the night, but it's actually good for me too. And that is like huge for my little nighttime routine. I absolutely love that. One of the things that I think is really important about your story and for the women in our community is reimagining whatever your goal is. And so our kind of tagline at Mama Has Goals is reimagine mom life. And that can mean so many different things to so many different people. And when you walked through your birth story, you talked a little bit about reimagining what it meant to be in control, reimagining what that looked like. And I think this shows up in everything we've talked about, where if you're hitting a business goal, you may have to reimagine when that goal is hit. If you're thinking about your health, you may have to reimagine how you get there. Or if you're going to the root cause, you're reimagining what the success looks like. Talk a little bit about how this has shown up in so many areas for you and specifically in the birth of Lily, reimagining success there. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, success is a great word there. I'm someone who I pride myself in being pretty darn natural. I will pride myself that I don't really take ibuprofen ever or NyQuil or DayQuil. And it's like this badge of honor of good or bad. And honestly, it's in my birth story kind of showed up in an interesting way. But 
of how natural I am. You know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. like, I don't even take those things. And so when I was pregnant with Lily, I was like, I'm doing everything natural. No medications. I don't need it. I was doing breath work for years. So I did hypnobirthing class. I did spinning babies. I did every natural support for myself. And so I prepped. I prepared and got to my birth. Basically, in short, did 48 hours of natural labor and was not dilating at all. And it was this moment very clearly that I had to surrender to what is my body actually needing? Not what is this badge of honor that I wear? What do I think needs to happen for me to be successful? But what do I need right now? And what's going to serve me? And it was surrendering to a different vision than I thought, which was give me the epidural. I'm done laboring. Mm -hmm. I need this to not be so hard, basically. And she came, thankfully, after 64 hours of labor, but it was a surrender and I had to release shame for getting an epidural. So many of my girlfriends talk so wonderfully about natural birth. And I was the most natural of them all. I was like, I have a supplement company. I can freaking do this. And my body was like, no, girl, you need to surrender to a different vision. So anywho, that was it was a great, incredible lesson for me. And then months and months later, I had to release the shame of, no, this is what I needed. And it was a great lesson for me. And it's this beautiful lesson and it's all like you're saying this beautiful silver lining where it's okay maybe I really needed that lesson like maybe I had to do that to have that lesson be brought to me in a way that I couldn't learn any other way and it's one of those things I don't love the saying like oh everything happens for a reason it's not necessarily that but it's this was the way for me to learn that lesson and I am now surrendering and you still had a beautiful birth story Lily's perfect everything worked out but it was just different than you imagined. And yeah. I think that is really coming back to that intuition, the piece that you're talking about, that was like your first big, okay, I'm going to have to listen to my intuition differently. And I think that's an interesting divider there because we can be listening to ourselves and we have to get really clear on which part of us we're listening to. Is it that badge of honor piece of us or is it this is what I need right now? And I think that's really important. How has that shown up for you as a leader when you are communicating with your team and it's, okay, am I coming from this place of I'm boss, mom, CEO, and maybe I'm not making the right decision or this is the intuition that I have as the visionary and the leader? How do you kind of wear those different hats? Yeah, that's such a good point. There have been a lot of intuitive hits that are very clear to me that don't necessarily make sense to my team. And what I've worked through, and I, you know, still, of course, always invest in mentors and business coaches and everything like that. Right now, my mentor is more of a spiritual, higher self mentor. And something has been very clear to me that I have drugged my feet on taking action on because it's a very hard thing for me to do in the business. And I won't get into specifics, but 
once I made that decision, things flowed. It finally, Mm. it was like you listened to your intuition and this was the hardest intuitive hit that you've gotten. It was very hard to take action on it for you. And you did it. Here's what's on the other side of it. Immediately, immediately on the other side of that was so much more abundance than I, I thought was possible. And so what I've worked through is that I am the visionary. I'm meant to have the vision. I am meant to tune into my intuitive hits. And it doesn't need to always make sense to my team. Mm -hmm. And what I'm working through right now is sometimes not asking. I, even when I needed to get the epidural, I asked every single person in the room if I should get the epidural. Like, what? I did that too. Yeah, I'm okay. All right, I'm not crazy. I wanted to know that I fought the good fight, that it wasn't just me that was like, oh, I need the epidural now. It's my doula was like, Bridget, you need it. She was pushing for natural as well. But what I need to do less of, and this is actually just saying this aloud is a good reflection to me. I need to do less of asking what my team thinks sometimes. My team's amazing, but they're not always meant to hold the biggest, highest vision of this company. That's why I'm the founder and the CEO. Mm hmm. I think that's such a parallel to mom life, too, because sometimes the way you mom, the way you parent isn't going to make sense to other people. It might not make sense to your kids, even sometimes your partner, as much as I want to say we should always be on the same page. It might not. And outside people. But at the end of the day, you're called to be the mom of that person and you have to mom in the way that feels good for you. And sometimes it won't make sense. I think that is so important. I want to talk a little bit more about some of your products because I think that twofold. One, they help people in so much, but I do have a burning question. As I try not to take a lot of medicine also, I try to put myself in a place where I'm not reliant on something for my health or my success or anything like that. And I have this kind of weird relationship with supplements or even like you have an immune product for kids, right? And I think of, okay, I don't want my kids sick, so I want to give them their this immune support. Or I want to give them this allergy medicine or these different things so they're not getting sick. How do you not have that all the time, but also you need it because your body needs to have the nutrients that it can't gain from somewhere else? What is kind of the mind twist with all of that? Explain it to me from like a scientific level. So we are very complex human beings. Our systems inside of us are more complex than probably we understand. And so you can go all the way back to what does your DNA say? For example, I have genes that I don't absorb vitamin D well. And so we know this; those are like genes, but our genes are turned on or turned off because of what we do, our environment. For example, I wear sunscreen. I am fair. I don't sit in the sun a ton. Not only do I have this gene of I don't really absorb vitamin D well. Now I'm adding sunscreen and I don't go in the sun a lot. You have to think about what is like the biochemistry and then what's your environment? What are you doing? Vitamin D is an example, but like magnesium. We are so much more stressed. Our bodies, our mental stress, the mother load of it all. We then run through so much magnesium. We use so much magnesium more than we ever have. So that's a supplement where I know you've said before, I don't want to become reliant on it. 
Mm-hmm. I would offer to think about it in a different way. How can I allow the supplement to support me? How can I use it as a tool to support me? Not that I need it, but could I feel like my best self on it? Yeah. And so it comes from more of an empowering lens. I think each supplement has a different use case. Magnesium, probably everyone, single woman listening to this podcast needs to be on magnesium and probably most of the time. And what I want you to tune into is how do I feel when I take it? It's like a relationship. How do I feel like when I'm with this person? Yeah. And then different is like the immune supplement. Should you give that every day for the rest of their life? No. It's something like what's in our immune products. They're meant to be taken a break of. It's different mm-hmm. than a vitamin or a mineral that our body needs all the time. It's like a booster. It optimizes your health. For the immune product, for example, we say, okay, if they're not sick, do two weeks on, two weeks off during cold and flu season. So there's different uses for different supplements. Yeah, that makes total sense. And like even hearing you explain it with working out, it's like, am I fine not working out? Sure, I'm fine. But how good would I feel if I did work out every day? And how good would I feel if I did take care of my body and put myself up for success for the long haul? And so I think even hearing that and saying that, it's like, well, sure, you're fine without it. But what could it be? What could be the other side of it? So I absolutely love that. And I think, again, this common theme throughout all of this is like really getting that intuition, getting that really clear with how you're feeling and your different capabilities as a mom, as a business owner, as a person. So I absolutely love that. You have a new product out on the market that speaks so much to so many of us, which is your prenatal. I loved when you shared, you went through the grocery store, you ran out of the prenatal you were taking when you were pregnant. You went through the grocery store and you shared why every prenatal in Whole Foods specifically was maybe not the best option and really broke down the different reasoning. Hey, mama, I just want to pop in here real quick with a special offer for you. So if you are loving this episode and you're listening along and you're thinking, yeah, I want to get my health in order. I want to take care of my gut. I want to work on my immune support and my health and make sure I'm doing all the right things. Well, I want you to head over to gutpersonal.com slash MHG. And you can get 10% off of any of the products on the Gut Personal store. So whether you're looking to conceive, you're in the postpartum or the pregnancy stage, they have their brand new prenatal that Bridget and I are chatting about. And one of my favorites is the Miracle Worker, which is a powdered magnesium supplement. I love putting this in some water with maybe some electrolytes or some sparkling water at the end of the night for a really fun mocktail. Magnesium is so good for so many things, and that is the number one place I would start. But you can also take a quiz on their website and figure out what the best supplements are for you in your season of life based off of your symptoms. So again, head to gutpersonal.com slash MHG to save 10% on anything to help heal your gut and make you the healthiest version of you. So when did you first feel really inspired to create this product? Because you had stepped into motherhood and pregnancy and you're like, there's not a lot of good options out there. And here's why I need to create it. Talk about that process. Yeah. So when I first got pregnant, I was wildly nauseous and I was taking the best prenatal on the market, but I didn't have enough of vitamin B6, for example. Vitamin B6 is one of the things that can help prevent morning sickness and nausea. And I was like, why doesn't my prenatal have? 50 milligrams, like it should have 50 milligrams. 
And then why does my prenatal have this? Like, no, why does it have so much magnesium? No, I want to take most of my magnesium at night so that I sleep really well when I'm pregnant. So I was on the best prenatal on the market. And I can say it was the best prenatal because I'm a functional medicine dietitian. This is my jam. I was taking the best one and I was like, I could do this better. And so I started formulating it, talked to our manufacturer, and it takes a long time to bring supplements to market. So I started formulating it 13 months ago. And it'll, when this episode's out, it'll have been 14 months when it launched and it's available to the public. So I, I created my own. And when I was pregnant, it was still getting made and formulated and tested. So I ran out of the prenatal that I was taking, went to Whole Foods. I'm so glad that I ran out of my prenatal because it showed me how horrific what's available for women in a natural market is. And I was honestly disgusted, like truly like, wait a minute, what? And so that was six seven, eight months ago. And now I'm so proud and honored to bring truly what I believe is the best prenatal out there. It has the highest level of quality testing that a prenatal or a supplement can have. And I'm just so passionate about it because like moms deserve the best. And if at the basics, we can't get a great prenatal in, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. And I'm super excited to try it when it comes out because so much of what you've taught me is if you're feeling this way in your pregnancy, it could be because of your prenatal and you're not getting either the supplements and nutrients you need or maybe you're getting too much in certain areas or it's not formulated in the right way. Before we even that, I learned that with folic acid and like the different like versions of the folate. And I definitely can't speak to it as well as you can. But how you can look at the back of the label and think that you're getting what you need in your vitamin, but it's actually the form of it, not just the label. And so I think that is so, so important. So I'm really excited for us to link that down below and everyone to be able to grab it. Other than just like trying it and putting it into your body, what else do you want to tell us about it? Oh, gosh, it's so good. It's I think going to be because I'm so passionate about it. It's going to be a whole nother level for my company and gut personal is like, how can we support moms in a bigger way? Our company has always been about female empowerment. It's really, truly now mama empowerment is we have supplements for kids like you talked about uh, immune supplement, allergy supplement, like how many kiddos are taking allergy meds and then a kid's probiotic. And so It's about supporting the head of the household, mama, and then how she can support her family as well. And so, yeah, go get it. You guys will love it. Okay. As we finish up, I have a couple of questions for you. But before we get there, all the places that people can get the prenatal, connect with you, take the quiz, and really move forward on their health journey and action, or if they're looking for some business support and want to hit some of the success you have. Yeah. So I'm Bridget Malley on Instagram. If you want to Ask me about any of the supplements for yourself or your family. Let me know. Functional medicine testing and getting to the root cause. Or like you said, I do business coaching still very select with that. Like it has to be such a great fit. So yeah, come say hi and then got personal on Instagram and go take the quiz. And you have a new podcast, The Magnetic Millennial. I love your conversations over there. So we'll link that below. How has that been sharing your story in kind of a different light? It's been awesome. I love it. I'm not consistent 
with it yet because I haven't set up the system for it. So I don't know what day I'm going to record. And then I, I used to have a podcast agency and now my team is doing it. So it's right now we're figuring out the flow and the system for it, but I've loved it so far and have gotten really great feedback. So yeah, it's Magnetic Millennial. Come join me over there. I love it. Okay. So being five months into motherhood, I want to know what has been your biggest surprise and your biggest challenge so far? My biggest surprise is how much I would love the day-to-day. I love watching my daughter learn. Like right now, she's grabbing things with both hands and she's trying to talk and she's trying to stand. And so like those small day-to-day shifts, I love so much. What was the other thing? Biggest challenge. Figuring out like a work balance for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel that's self-inflicted or do you feel like that's because of the demands that you truly actually have? I feel like it's just I have a lot less time. I'm breastfeeding for, I don't know, five hours a A day now. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it is. And I have gotten good support. Like I said, we have a doula two to three days a week. My husband's home most of the time. And it's still like my time is just less. Yeah. And we support all forms of feeding in this community. But I will say when people ask me what are the hardest things about motherhood, I often joke breastfeeding and trimming baby nails. They're like oh, the wow, two yes. different things. I'm like, these are like two of the hardest things <laughs> that you have you to have navigate. have the little buffer? We do have the little buffer, but it. I feel like your the consistency of your child's nail changes and the buffer works better in different seasons. Mm-hmm. And like how fast you can do it. But I do highly recommend for those that are looking, baby scissors for nails and the buffer, like verse nail actual clippers. Highly recommend each of those. Such but, a good. It does take freaking 20 minutes. You're like, Jesus. Like yeah. twice a week. And I think that's why I've leaned towards the scissors more because it's fast. You can just yeah. go and trim where the buffer takes a while. It's like a whole spa treatment. Yes. So I think um, those are... <laughs> It's a huge challenge that people don't talk about. Now, you've accomplished so many things. You've had so much success on and off paper. You have worked on yourself. You've had the revenue. You've had all the different things. What is something that you're currently really lit up about, a goal that is really your primary focus, especially as we're kind of into a new year? The big goal is that we want to 3X the company this year. And that I feel really excited by because of what we're going to do to get there which is hiring new people, trying new initiatives. Basically, we've never run Facebook ads, so we're going to try that this year. And then getting back to events. Events are our bread and butter, connecting with our affiliates, connecting with our community, personalizing people's supplements on the spot. So the events is what I'm so lit up by right now. So if someone has an event that you want us at or you want me to speak at, let me know because that is what we are setting we're doing a lot of event stuff right now. I love that. Bridget, thank you so much for your time. For those that are listening, if they were to take one action in the concept of functional medicine, getting to the root cause, if they were to start really thinking through the root cause of their life, motherhood, their gut health, what is maybe a prompting question or intuition check that you would give them to do today? What am I not taking action on that I know I need to take action Mm, love it so good and with that we'll let you go thank you so much Bridget thank you this is so fun you your story and what you have to offer this world fills me up 
I want to meet you. Join me on Instagram at this is Kelsey Smith and let's create a ripple effect for mamas with goals. Together is better.